0: Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So everyone is familiar with the group text and reply all emails by now, I'm sure. And certainly it is much easier to communicate with a large group when you do this. But definitely there are some annoying points to it. And because of this, the way I felt, I figured I had to you know, kind of look it up and see if I was the only one who didn't like having your phone blow up all day long with likes, dislikes, comments, calls, all, all day long, just kind of blowing up your phone. So I also want to get your opinion as well. So send me a note on Facebook, at LensBurningBush, or on Twitter, at Bush, and let me know. I found this article written by Maria Del Russo back in 2019 on That's Lily.com. That's L-I-L-Y dot com. And in the article, so this is interesting, she says... Somewhere along the way, group messaging has transformed into anxiety-fueling Frankensteins. So she's like me where she's comfortable with getting the information of a party, a night out, if you've got to say, hey, be here at 7 o'clock with multiple people. But she later says that she thinks that text message group thread should die a quick and painful death. Now, that's a little extreme. She says they're pretty much everything I hate about the digital age wrapped up into one perfectly complete package. They are a completely unnecessary form of hyperconnection. Now, Maria does go a little overboard, but she is right. We take a wonderful method of communication, and of course, we go way too far. We just include too many people who want to now get involved in the conversation. Now, the sweet spot may be three to five people, and after that, it becomes an utter mess. The same goes for the old way of communicating via email. And people can't figure out how to just reply to one person. They have to reply all. If you want to talk to that person, send them a separate message. We don't need to see all of that information. Stop the madness. Texting is supposed to be a shorter, easier way to communicate and doesn't need to be a thread from two weeks ago still going on and buzzing your phone every few seconds, especially when you're working. Of course, everybody feels compelled to view it and realize how much nonsense it may or may not be. So today, on Lens Burning Bush, this is what I do. I'm gonna teach you a little bit here how to get rid of the actual notifications, which the notification part is the biggest problem, right? You actually wanna read the info later, but you don't wanna keep getting the notifications, which I'm sure it what, what irks everyone, the buzzing of your phone and, and, and constant messages going off. So here's what you do. You open your SMS, that's SMS, messaging app and open the group message you want to mute, go to the menu and press group details. Then you look for notifications and you just toggle them off. Now you can breathe again and you can go back to work and not be bothered and read it later. Maybe we really need to go back to the more old school way where we used to have a party line. Of course, I'm giving up my age here on the phone and it actually answered the phone. That might be less stressful. Let's see about that. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is an Emmy nominated anchor who appears on WLWT News 5 TV in Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's welcome the very talented and Cherie Palello. Fun size, right? Cherie, is that kind of oh, what we, we call you? Yes.
1: You are. You're fatigued. <laughs> yes. No. Well, you're petite. I... I'm Fun size, and I like to think I'm fun too. You,
0: well, exactly, and that's kind of the reason I wanted to have you on because I know you're fun, and it's 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 it always seems like when you're on the air, you you just protrude fun, even when you're <laughs> reading the news stories, right? You know, you it, if, it, it's I mean, all fun.
1: You know, it's gloom, right? I I remember I had a viewer one time say to me, me, it seems like you never smile, and I said, "Well, it's kind of hard to smile when you're talking about shootings and fires and car crashes." Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: a fifty-seven-year-old man died today, and you got a smile on your face. You can't do that.
1: Right? <laughs> That's exactly it. Right. So, so, try to find those moments, you know, with weather and sports and that sort of thing. And you know what? I hope that people like that I'm okay making fun of myself. You know, self-deprecation is a good thing sometimes.
0: Absolutely. So what do you think about these group texts? I mean, I'm sure you get tons of them, right?
1: It's almost as if you and I, like, strategized and yeah. talked about what we Talk about, but we didn't, you came up with this. And I said, absolutely. I can weigh in on this because, okay. So you might not know this about me and, and a lot of your listeners, but I'm one of 10. So, um, I'm wow. the oldest of 10 siblings. And so we have a family group thread that it makes me crazy because, you know, inadvertently somebody sends out a message, whether it's my dad or my stepmom saying, Hey, we're going to have, you know, a cookout Sunday. And every single one of my siblings doesn't just say, Hey, I'm in, or I can't, we've got plans. It's then it starts. We're kind of, we're, we're an Italian family. So, and everybody likes to jab at each other. My brothers, you know, I'm the oldest, but I still get picked on. And so, you know, it's like, it just is this ripple effect of everybody making a jab and making fun of people and so i just do what exactly what you said i end up having to hide the whole thing because i'll come back i'll be on the air and i'll look down at my phone and i'll have like 48 messages you know
0: (laughs) it's insane it is and that's kind of i mean it's funny that you mentioned that i have good friends that that to this minute i'm getting a group text um and (laughs) and 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 they're it's like going on about a pizza place and and i love them to death and i love the pizza place that they're talking about is where we grew up but I mean, there's a hundred of them, and and then what will happen is it'll go on for uh, it'll be later today. There'll be sixty messages, and you're part of this. Stop the insanity, right? I know, I know, it's a great way to communicate.
1: Some text messaging etiquette, yeah. right? <laughs> like we, there's wedding etiquette, and I don't know, like when you're sending out invitations or whatever, there's etiquette. But when you're when you're on a group thread, and I'm with you. And then it it will continue sometimes for weeks because somebody will want to chime in about something else that came up, and you're like, "Who is? What, what are they talking about now?" And it starts all over again.
0: Oh, I know, and and I get you know I do the same thing. We all we all hit the you know Apple really screwed things up when they came up with the like and the you can react to the text. Yeah. So everybody does that now. And, and it's it's really, it, again, it, you look at these threads and they're like you know pages and pages and pages and you're like, oh my God, for the love of God, just stop, just stop, yeah, right? I mean.
1: The email, the reply all, you know, in the news business, you know how it is, yeah. I'm sure it's in the field too where, you know, you get something from the, the news director or, you know, one of the producers and everybody has to chime in on it. And we also work on this app called Teams now that yeah, we're doing I'll- lots of, you know, the Zoom meetings and all of that the same thing starts happening. And unfortunately for us, once COVID happened and we haven't been seeing each other face to face as much, we're starting to slowly, you know, ease back into some of that, but we still do these group meetings and we have these group texts so if you know we get alerted to any type of news that's going on and it's really important stuff but because then people start to joke around on it or add in five other little factoids about a story that we're working on I've now muted that too oh. because I I can't keep up with it and I'm probably missing something important <laughs> you know but, but we take I'm, it I'm risk I'm willing to take
0: we take it to the extreme and that's what what I'm saying and last week you know you talked about Microsoft Teams I did an episode last week where you're constantly trying to figure out the damn audio. You're like, are you on mute? Get off mute. I
1: know. I, know. It's, I, it, it, I cannot wait to go back to just in. You know, jabbing each other and and talking face to face. Yeah.
0: Whoever thought you'd want to sit there in a news director meeting, you know, and and oh, the, those meetings you fall asleep. At least now you could kind of put yourself up on on the video and just kind of like put a put an old clip of yourself up and then just go to sleep in the background, right?
1: Oh my. You can tell he's not really for that, though. He'll sort of uh, he'll go, hey, Sheree, how's it going? You there? You know, so you've got to put yourself on video.
0: Oh, I know. You know? It's, it's crazy. The video and enough already. I mean, I know you're in the TV business, but it seems like there are times when you don't want to be on video, right? This is why you and I are talking without the video. Well, we're seeing each other, but we're not recording the video.
1: I'm not all glam, am I? Definitely not.
0: I still think you look fabulous, but it it doesn't, you know, it's like we're both kind of, you know, in a ball cap here because it's the way we want to be on a Saturday morning.
1: I, thank goodness this isn't in person because um, I reek. (laughs) I got a quick, this is the life of a mom right you get up here, you know like trying to cram as many things in yeah. during the day so i quick him and i was like okay it's 10 45 i've got to be back home by 11 to do this interview so <laughs> i am still buddy and gross but you know but we, i feel better about myself Len. so that's that's a good thing
0: well good and it's not smell-o-vision so we don't have to worry right i mean i'm not saying i was in the shower yet either by the way so we're all good
1: i just wish that you had um, that this was gonna be um, a video clip instead of just the audio, because especially for the women out there, you know, yeah. there is so much pressure for us to look great and and always seem like we have to, you know, be perfect and have our makeup on and that sort of thing. Like nothing, you know, you're burning bush. One of my, you know, yeah. things that really is when I'm at the gym and I see somebody with makeup on, like it really, like I I, I, I actually roll my eyes at them, <laughs> which is so not right, but you know, it's like it's just. So much pressure, I think, especially for women, to always look perfect. So I like to say, "Hey, I'm I'm a hot mess yeah. most of the time." Well, we I'm we,
0: not on the news. We all are, and I think that's you're right. I, I had um, Tanya Memi on a couple of weeks ago. She talked about the same thing, and it's like I just don't understand. You know, you have male anchors that look one way, but women have to just you know always you you have to have your hair perfect, and somebody will – and then there'll be someone I'm sure you get this. The hateful comments, like if you have a dress on they don't like or whatever, there's just, it's awful, right?
1: Just recently, okay, so, you know, when we had the Capitol riots um, back in January, just a few weeks ago, um, we were being, you know, attacked because the media, of course, we're an easy target, and rightfully so. Believe me, I get mad too at the national media and some of the opinions that I hear um, from journalists that should be objective. But so, you know, we I had put out a social media post for one of our reporters because, you know, we knew that there were people up there who were local who went up there thinking it was just going to be a, a, you know, a rally and support for the president, President Trump. Um, And then all of a sudden, you know, the riots broke out. And, you know, I mean, there were literally hundreds of thousands of people there so I put out a message hey if you know anybody who was up there we would like to talk with them well you get it from both sides you get the people like oh my god you're a Trump lover I can't believe you're gonna you know interview these terrorists that sort of thing and then you get other people who say you know we're the liberal media so I mean I was under fire that night for putting out that post and I stand by it because look I don't agree with a whole lot of stuff we cover and what goes on in the news but it's my job to report it right yeah. it's not my job to So I put, I, so I'm taking, you know, taking it from both sides. I go on the news that night at 11 o'clock. And by the time I get off, I get a message, an email from a woman who says, oh my God, can you please wear stockings? Your legs look awful.
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh! You can't
0: win, you know. Oh my goodness, that is just awful. I, you know, I don't understand why people feel the need. Why can't you be nice? Like I always follow a bunch of people. I I talk about, you know, Marie McCormick. Like I always get, I get a, a a tweet back from her, and I get like all excited because it's like it's Marsha Brady, right? You know, you're you're doing it, and hopefully she'll be on the show one of these days. I, you know, we'll we'll get her on. But I just find it interesting. Why would I want to be hateful? Like, what makes that? I don't understand. Why do you? Why do people feel the need? If you have nothing, I always was taught that if you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know where we lost that. I think social media certainly uh, has fueled that fire of anonymity and people feel like they can be mean. But the funny thing is, is, you know, a lot of people who are really very opinionated and hateful, I mean, they've got their name out there, their picture out there, and sometimes I, I'll call them on it like, I'll make sure that I'm not going to your business anymore, and I'll call them out on their business. It's like they think I can't look on their profile and see where they work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. Why it has to be that that way? I mean look, I'm like you. It's not like we're immune to it. I've done this I've been in this business for a whole, for a very, very long time. And it's funny. You can have a hundred great things said to you where people are like, I love you. I love your show. And you guys are like family. And then you get that one really mean comment, you know? Um, and and- it, it, it's, you don't get it. And and I often think, gosh, I watch a lot of national news media um i I follow certain people on social media and i definitely don't agree with everything that they do and say but i don't i'm not going to attack them i might just not follow them anymore like for instance from um all of my social media pages for the most part are work related i mean i put fun stuff out there about my personal life because i like like i said i like women to feel like i'm just like them (laughs) like i'm out and i'm a crazy mom and that sort of thing but um, my son was like, Mom, you have to be on Instagram, you have to be on Instagram. So I get on there and I really use that to follow a lot of the celebrities I like, you know, that people maybe that you know, Jennifer Aniston or, or women that I kind of admire. And it's funny how it turns me off where I I'll say, gosh, and I, I, maybe I love her music, but I'm not that she's kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> right or she's too political for me. I don't want to, I want to just, I want to love her music. I don't want to hear her political views. Right.
0: Well agreed. And I think, you know, that's where, where people get upset. I mean, I remember when the, it came out, the Dixie chicks were the first but they kind of yeah. dis president Bush, right back in the day. And that was, oh, you can't do that. Now it's like, that's everybody that's does fun. it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I think, you know, we want to hear you sing. I don't want to hear political uh, things. And I guess, um, and now the big thing too, with, with sports, uh, you know you, there are some people in the sports business that feel like they need or athletes need to come out and support things and, and do a little bit more and some people don't feel that way right i think well, you should have your right to do both
1: and i get it i get that they feel like look I'm, I'm so blessed i have this platform i should do more than just throw a football or you know um you know play basketball whatever it is um i mean to each their own it's yeah. like I, you just have to lies. It's just like me. If I come out there with a really strong opinion about something, I'm, and this is what I we talk with our reporters, you know, maybe younger reporters about because they grew up in this era of social media and giving opinions and that sort of thing. And what Mike and I often will, will remind people is that you're alienating half your audience because while you may believe that, I mean, look at how the last election went. It was almost 50-50, you know? Yeah. So you have Realize you're going to alienate half those people who like you. Yeah,
0: that's it's it's not good. I think like you know, I always I want to go back to the days when we didn't talk about religion and politics. And it's or, just, or,
1: um, yeah. or your income, right? Yeah. I, you know, you bring that up, Lynn. I um, my dad. So um, um, my dad works for a local uh, company. And he, my grandfather and uncles worked there. Cincinnati Mining Machinery. My dad worked his way up as a kid, um, and he's now the general manager of the company. And I, at one point, I was um, one of the secretaries, <laughs> and I was terrible, by the way. You know, my dad. I would be like, please fire me. I just want to quit. And he wouldn't let me quit. Um, anyway, I digress. But. I remember the very first time I voted, I come, you know, be bopping on into to work that day. And I was like, you know, who'd you wor- who did you vote for? And um, my dad was like, oh, don't you ever ask anybody that, you know, and he cut me off and he was very upset with me. Like I had crossed the line with other, you know, coworkers there and I'm young, you know, 18. Um, and I remember that night, he reminded me, you never talk about politics and you just like, you don't ask somebody how much they make. And I'm, I think often now, Where did we go awry with that? I I do, uh, you know, um, uh, events for, you know, um, kids like career day. And it's the first question that the the kids will ask me, how much do I make? (laughs) So I guess we've lost that too.
0: Oh, I think, I think you're right. And you just say a dollar more than I made last year, right? Is that how it
1: works? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. vary depending on which city you work in.
0: I know people don't understand that. Like I was in the radio business in New York and then I was in the radio business in Cincinnati. And of course, you know, in New York is a, is a, is a lot different and you, you know, pay wise too. Um, it, it, you know, oh, yeah. it can be right. Cause you know, obviously Cincinnati, I mean, I think it's what market 36 now, 35. I don't, I don't remember what the number is, but around there. Uh, but New York's number one and it's hard, you know, when you go from number one uh, but Cincinnati's such a lovely place to be. And you chose to be, in cincinnati because you started out you you thought you wanted to go into new york and all these big cities right on your bio you talk about how it's just coming home is wonderful so not only are you home but then you meet your husband on the air right how how great is it to actually have your husband right next to you although i will say that if my wife and i ever worked together we'd probably kill each other so how in the world can you make this work
1: it's a blessing and a curse. Look, I, I, we, we just talked to some friends about it last night. <laughs> um, you, you know, thank goodness we are such good friends. And the, the blessing about it is, you know, for instance, we got called into work last Sunday because of the Golden Globes. Our boss realized we knew it, it's usually a very highly rated show, and I think he was trying to be nice and wasn't wanting us to have to work on a Sunday night. And then he was like, "Okay, I'm sorry, guys, just have to do it." You know, we're in ratings. We need to make sure we solidify being number one. Yes, the sweep. And,
0: yeah, You got to get that in there.
1: Um, um, So that's a blessing because, you know, both of us have been married before and it's really hard on the other person where they're thinking, what do you mean you're going to cut into our weekend again? Or, you know, there's there's been some big shooting and you get called into work on a Saturday morning. I mean, that that stinks for your for your spouse. And most people, if they're not in this business, they really don't get it, right? Um, you know, when the election was still unsettled um, and, and then all of a sudden on a Saturday we knew that, that Biden had gotten enough votes and they were declaring him, um, you know, the winner, our our boss. And we, we thought it was going to happen. And my, our boss said, look, I'm watching all the networks. You guys, I'm sorry. I have to bring you in tonight. And so that's really hard, I think, on most people's spouses if they don't get this business. However. <laughs> So Mike and I get we're so, we're such good partners that way. And we really are like, we've been best buddies forever, but you know, there are days I'm a woman. Right. Yeah. And I admit, I let things, if my kids aren't good, I'm not good. I get stressed out. And you know, I let stupid little things get to me. And Mike is so just kind of easy going. And uh, yeah. So Monday night we had like a huge fight before the 11 o'clock news. <laughs> I was, and that, I'll talk, don't even talk to me in the commercial break. I'm mad at you today. <laughs>
0: so, talk you to know. the hand. Talk to I the often
1: hand. i been an actress because I can turn it on for the news, and then in the commercial break, I'm like mad, you know. Yes. I'm giving him the hand.
0: That that's awesome because you know you look at that and and you see you guys on TV and obviously you get along so well. It's a great newscast. You guys, uh, uh, you know, again, number one, uh, what at five thirty-six and eleven, right? Is that? Number
1: one, um, at six and eleven, um, and um, I think second at five. Yeah. So okay. Mike and I do the eleven. So. It's uh you know look I, this is what I um, always say to people this is a really great news market I mean sadly we have a lot of big stories a lot that national stories that get national attention that happen in Cincinnati but on top of that a lot all these stations are very competitive. I have- friends at the competition. So I never want to say, oh, we're number one or, you know, we beat this station or that station. Um, I'm proud that because when I came back home to Cincinnati, we were the dog. I mean, we were, you know, third or fourth in every show. We really had fallen. Um, Unfortunately, there had been a lot of turnover. We went through a lot of male anchors and female anchors, you know, after Norma Rashid left and, and um, Charlie and, and, um, and so it, it was a building block. And thankfully for me, because, you know, I came back here from Charlotte, North Carolina. I thought I was going to be here for two years for a contract. And then I wanted to go to Chicago or New York. And luckily because of an opportunity, they, they, um, put me on, I think the first, the weekend show and then quickly the five o'clock show. And it was funny line. I remember my, my dad, so my dad raised me and he's brutally honest. And, being a reporter is really different than being an anchor. You know, when you're a reporter, you're out there, you're covering one story, you're talking to people, you, you can co- sort of be yourself, but when you're anchoring, you're covering, you know, 50 different stories. You've got to know a little bit about a lot of things. Sometimes the doctor goes down. Sometimes there's breaking news. Anyway, my dad calls me after one, one show that I did. And he's like, can you read? I counted eight mistakes the first five minutes. And so, so, Pretty terrible, I think, at anchoring in the beginning. Uh, but Channel Five I took a chance on me, and luckily, it's paid
0: off. Well, yeah. we're we're lucky for it to to watch you on on TV because I'm glad that we're glad that you're here. It's uh, it's wonderful, and you and Mike do a great job. And uh, you know, it's like kind of like on the radio with Married with Microphones, right on WGR. <laughs> you guys are, Love them. yeah, you They're guys great. are. Uh... They
1: they told us they do not drive to work together, like. They they need their time. They know that, you know, <laughs> that they get on each other's nerves. And um, Mike and I do usually drive to work together. And so that can make for a tense situation if we're annoyed with each other on the drive home.
0: Well, because it's like the uh, scene from Seinfeld with Kramer. It's like you wake up in the morning. There she is. You you you, you 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 know, you get on the ride together. There you are. And then it's like, you know, you, you yeah. can't talk about how was your day because you kind of know what, what your day was yeah, like.
1: Oh, I know. I sat next to you the whole day. No, um, look, it, definitely there are those days where we get on each other's nerves. But I think, luckily, because we are, we have, we have so much in common. I mean, we're so passionate about this crazy job, and we talk a lot about news and politics. Mike's much more political than I am, you know. So I like to say he teaches me things all the time. Because honestly, I don't care as much as he does <laughs> about that sort of. He kind of goes at it with viewers, you know, on social media, you know, who question us about stuff where I'm like, eh, I don't really care.
0: You just made me think of something and maybe we could put this into another show. I thought of, okay. uh, do you remember, and again, I'm a little older, so there was a show with Bert Convy back in the day called Tattle Tales, and the, the husband and the wife would participate and the husband would wear the headphones and the wife would wear the, they'd ask the questions and then they'd have to get it right so you yes so I think we need need to do that I need to have Mike on and and let's see if yeah and let's see if he agrees with all the things you're saying
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're pretty I mean I think we know each other pretty well since we you know we've got to raise kids together everything work together um but it's it I feel really lucky like I said it this is a crazy crazy business and you need somebody who's supportive and um he's kind of my biggest cheerleader and i think i'm his although we are super competitive so I, we have like this little pact last year i was really um honored um i won best news anchor right you compete against indianapolis columbus i think dayton cincinnati and there's some great great anchors people that gosh were mentors to me that um i i was able to win last year um but somebody said to me um how did mike feel about you beating him and i said i didn't let him apply <laughs> so <laughs> there was he's applying he knows like if if he beat me i'd be all mad <laughs>
0: yeah, that's awesome that's uh, now do you where do you put your emmy is it, is it, like, displayed kind of the Edward R. Murrow Award? Is that it's, displayed anywhere?
1: Yeah. It's in a box in our unfinished oh, basement. We, I know. That's, I, I don't know. I kind of – we both have talked about it because Mike has won, you know, Emmys before with sports, and we both have won with, you know, newscasts and stuff and stories we've covered that I'm honored. I mean, believe me, I'm I, I'm so honored because I often say, like, these these aren't just stories we cover like, in fact um two years ago i won for a military story i did and it was um a man who had als and he um he a veteran and he died like waiting for the basic supplies right and his wife was so kind to talk to me about oh my gosh she was so emotional she fought for over a year to get him you know like a wheelchair and just scary like basic basic things that this poor this poor man would like drag himself up the stairs because his legs were failing, and um and I won, and I gave that Emmy to his widow. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, it is one of those things where you're so proud of the stories you you've done or the coverage you did, but it also seems so like, do you really want to have friends over with all these Emmys out? Like that seems kind of. I don't.
0: Know. Yeah, I would have I mean, them all out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you
1: know. It's such a like like West Side Girl. I yeah. don't know. It feels. self-serving or something and that's
0: why everybody likes you you're very humble and that's i think why it's uh yeah not having the emmys out i can understand that it's
1: uh teenagers they would uh probably break them
0: yeah (laughs) with their friends (laughs) exactly that wouldn't be it um so we're gonna skip we're gonna go a little bit different route now we're gonna talk about a movie that is uh, that is already out and it's coming to america too which uh, just came out last night. Now, I'm not hearing good, good things about Coming to America 2. The first one was, was incredible, um, I thought. Eddie Murphy. yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. And this new one so good,
0: huh? Not so good, what I'm hearing. Now, of course, you need to watch it on Amazon Prime. One of the good things, though, I don't know if you remember this, but in the movie, uh, there was a scene where they bring out Randy Jackson with sexual chocolate. Um, and apparently sexual chocolate is going to be in the sequel. So if you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to give any, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm going to, uh, hope to watch, but I remember that boy is good. You know, Randy Jackson, <laughs> sexual chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And speaking of Eddie, gosh, Mer- been so yeah. I saw that. Oh, I love that movie. Cause it's like, yeah, there's a lot of good lines in the movie, but that, that boy is good, you know, with, uh, with that. And, and, uh, it was really interesting, because in that movie, I don't know if you remember, but uh, one of the guys from ER, uh, he later played, I can't remember his name, it's going off the top of my head, but he uh, he was in that movie, it was one of his first movies before he later went on to ER, uh, Big Doctor on ER was in that uh, movie as well, and I'll think of it later, I'm sure. I'd help you out, I don't
1: know who that is. Yeah, it's uh, I'm t-
0: Eric something it's or other, so- Eric, I uh, can't think of his name, but anyway, He was in the movie uh, Coming to America, and Coming to America too is on Amazon Prime, uh, which is kind of interesting how movies are now going to the streaming services first now, like uh, Wonder Woman was on HBO Max, and now we're seeing, because people can't go to the movies, I still like going to the movies, do you like going to the movies?
1: Oh, I love going to the movies, and I miss it. We've not been, because really a, a lot hasn't been in the movies in a while, you know, any good ones that we've been wanting to see. Um, but I love I love watching movies. I feel like it's a way to detach. It's usually like our Sunday thing, you know, if, if um, my boys are maybe with their dad or, you know, sometimes my little guys will, you know, go see some Avenger movie or whatever. Where we'll go and see a drama, but yeah, I love, I love going to see
0: movies. Yeah, I do too. And church. now I'm,
1: now I'm a Netflix addict. So, you know, when we get home from work, it's 12, 15, 1230 12, and you can't just wind down, even though I have to get up early with my boys in the morning for school, you know, you're sort of geeked up. So, um, Mike and I, um, we just finished a Netflix, um, imposters. I don't know if you've seen that, but it was, it's really good. It's great character acting. And, um, I definitely love dramas. Like I, my, my oldest son always gets mad at me. He's like, dude, what's your deal? Like you, you cover all this bad stuff and then you come home and watch bad stuff. <laughs> so, but I do love, like, there's a manhunt series. It's, um, it ha- it's, a kind of like a docu-series about, eric rudolph and ted kaczynski and i love that kind of stuff where it takes you back to to real life issues and drama that was going on and you kind of learn a little bit and of course some of it's embellished but i still love those things
0: yeah i i'm more of a you know i like a lot of the comedy stuff but i, I do watch some of the drama. Obviously, you know you watch breaking bad and all these other shows that oh, are kind of I, I, yeah
1: We have a a total brian cranston
0: oh you do look at this <laughs> does mike know this
1: i see oh he knows all right i <laughs> He got COVID a couple of months ago. I had already had it. And he's not a guy who ever really slows down, right? So, and he, it knocked him out. He was just very lethargic. And I was like, okay, just relax and just watch Breaking Bad. I've already seen it. So we rewatched it. And uh, yeah, I, I love, I definitely have a crush on him.
0: Well, there you go. Look at that. A crush <laughs> on Brian. You know, there's, there's a lot, like I watched uh, Wonder Woman in the, you know, the new Gal Gadot, but I was always a well, big fan of Linda Carter back in the day but yeah so it
1: was hot right yeah
0: i mean come on i always said you know she came on later in the 80s um she was she's always she's been like a bit actor everywhere since since wonder woman but one of the things i remember and there was these these late night commercials she was uh selling contact lenses for some company i can't remember but she comes on she's got the baby blues and the eyes and i said to him my uh, wife, who was, who was my girlfriend at the time, I said, I think Linda would sell a hell of a lot more contact lenses if she put the Wonder Woman costume on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. I mean, that body was oh. amazing. Fan- and it got so sort of skimpier and skimpier as the years went
0: on. Exactly. They always try to do that. You know, it's like, it's funny, back in the, the 60s, you know, my, I Dream of Jeannie, they wouldn't even show her belly button. And then, right. it, and then it was like, you know, belly button, yeah. come on. Now it's yeah. now you can't even watch TV at 8 o'clock with your kids. I mean, it's I the stuff that was I, on. Even Big Bang Theory was filthy. I mean, yeah, you couldn't I, watch that with your kids. I mean, although my daughter, as she got older, um, we let her watch that. But she loves it. But it was just so much innuendo, so much stuff that you really...
1: Yeah, I have a 10 year old and he's the baby of now, you know, five and he's already super sassy. I mean, he's definitely probably like going to be the most successful of of all our kids because he's, you know, just, uh, you know, old before his time, I guess. But um, yeah, he's and he's very, you know, he he definitely can appreciate a pretty woman. Like, you know, when was it two years ago when uh, J-Lo and um, oh, who was it, The, the Latin singer, who's so um, Shakira Yeah, um, was like glued to the television, watching them like they're hot. You
0: know, it's funny that you mentioned JLo. I, I actually have a piece that I wanted to, to, to bring, to, to get your opinion on. So this is kind of interesting. Okay. JLo has come out now with rhinestone heels so I want you to get the pair of these because I think you might like these. She she was showing off a pair in the brand new spring campaign. These heels are called Tory Sandal, and are exclusively sold at DSW, which we have a DSW in Crestview Hills, yeah. right? So go over there, and uh, of course you got to bring your wallet because these shoes are not cheap. Um, they are eighty dollars <laughs> oh. a pair, which is
1: not—that's oh. not too bad. But it's yeah. J Lo.
0: I mean, just interesting, J Lo. So
1: she is smoking hot right like i'm just i think as a woman you just can so appreciate her because here she is what 51 and her body's amazing probably older by the way
0: probably older come on
1: do you think so? Oh, yes, yeah, she's older? Yeah,
0: I think so. A couple of years. She's so, probably closer to 53, 54. But again, I don't know that for sure. But I'm well, almost positive.
1: I mean, not oh My gosh. So, you know, even more to my point. Here she is, you know, in her 50s. It's like Christy Brinkley and them. Like, what do they do? This mirror. And their skin's amazing. Um, yeah. I, she's. Cherie. She's, so, we, I guess. And by the way, I, I, I need, you know, you know how I am with my heels. I <laughs> Unless you, I'm a... Working out, I have to have heels, or I look like a like a sixth grader.
0: <laughs> and and here's the deal, Cherie. That you know, you brought up a point about J Lo and all that, and Christy Brinkley. One of the things they all have in common, they have their personal trainer. So we need to go to, get a GoFundMe together, get your personal trainer, and then we can have you have the same. Now you look terrific now. So adding the, the personal trainer would just make it a little bit easier for you. Somebody to cook I, for you, I, you know. I
1: always say that you know this, our team. If I was you know wealthy. Um, I would, I would even skip the trainer. It's just I'd like somebody to cook for me, yeah. Because I always go awry, right? Like I'll get my butt to the gym, I'll work out, I can motivate myself, but then you know you're racing around. I mean, who has time to make like I don't know avocado salads and stuff or whatever the heck they eat?
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what an avocado salad is. I think that uh, you know it's funny because people give things up for Lent. I think they should give salad up for Lent because that would be you know easy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely am. A, the reason I work out is cuz I like to eat like a trucker. Yeah.
0: I like it. I like that idea. And I I think that life is too short we need to eat dessert first. Um oh. they always say save room for dessert. Why? Save room for yeah. salad. That's that's yeah. what you're going to learn on Lens Burning Bush today. Save room for salad. <laughs> that's
1: Mike's philosophy. Eats yeah. if we go you know, if we get a nice dinner or you know,
0: I'm losing you a little bit, Cherie. There we go. I, say that again. We lost you for a second.
1: Oh, I. So that's definitely Mike's philosophy. If we go out to a nice dinner, he'll eat the steak and his potato and everything first, and then he'll eat his salad last.
0: Yep. That's what we do because you want to save room for the salad because, you, you know what, if you find something that you like better, you can leave right. the salad, the, and you wouldn't feel bad about not finishing the salad, right? The big cheesecake, I would feel bad like if I didn't finish that.
1: 100%. Oh, I'm definitely a dessert girl.
0: Exactly. Well, um, good news Eddie Murphy is going to be back doing stand up at some point. He would have been doing it sooner, but apparently the COVID stopped him. But he's going to be back. I hope he comes to Cincinnati because he was tremendous. The Goonie Goo Mobile and everything else um, from the original um, Delirious and Raw, you got to watch those. Those were tremendous. But the ice cream, I don't know if you remember. I have some ice cream. You can't afford oh. it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, exactly. So Eddie Murphy back doing stand-up. I think that's terrific. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, You know, originally he was going to do what he had talked about was he was originally going to do Saturday Night Live. He was going to do Dolomite, I guess, was the other movie he was working on. And then Coming to America too, and then do the stand-up. But because of COVID, he hasn't been able to. And one of the things that people don't realize with stand-up comedy, because even Jerry Seinfeld talked about this, is that he goes on the road for like a year before and writes like stuff and then performs at some of the comedy clubs to get the act just right so they practice it right that's
1: i'm fascinated by it. i don't know how they do that but i'm not funny at all
0: no well i i I disagree i think you are you are funny and uh it's just been a pleasure having you on today i think we could go on and on about this all day we will get mike on with the tattletales and we'll we'll try to figure out
1: (laughs) he'd love it Hey, he you. Out from the kitchen. I'm in.
0: <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. I, I love it. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, you coming on. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. Now, you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush. Uh, follow on Twitter at uh, Lens Burning Bush. Listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. And Alexa, you can even ask Alexa, Cherie to play Lens Burning Bush, so that's it's pretty easy to do. Although, make sure you say Lens Burning Bush podcast because something else comes up sometimes when you don't don't do that. Thanks
1: yeah. for the warning. Yeah,
0: there you go. Well, it's not bad, but it, it something. I think it's a religious program or something that comes up uh, when you okay. do it. So make sure it's Lens Burning Bush podcast on Amazon Music and now it's on Stitcher. Half these things, I don't even know what the heck they are, but. No, I mean, but they end up there. We, we've had people that download every week in the UK, uh, in Ireland, in Germany, Switzerland, Norway, France. Some people uh, think that, you know, this is good. I, I Well, good for them. I'm I'm glad that they, they think this is good. But uh, thank you, Cherie. It has been a pleasure uh, to, to do this. And I'd love to have you back on again. And we can talk more because we, we ran out of time. And we, we've got another hour we could do.
1: I love it. You, you're you so easy to talk
0: with. Well, so, yes, anything. I appreciate that. Thanks to Sheree polello. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Len's Burning Bush next week. So long.